and let's go. Hello there. Thank you for joining me. Um, today, we shall be talking a little bit about fat loss plateaus, namely uh, what it is that may or may not cause them. Um, and we're going to run through a few options in terms of what, what, what can happen. And we're going to help to try and or help you to try and diagnose what the issue is. And then once we've kind of established what the main causes are of this kind of thing, um, we're, all, we're basically going to then run through some options that you can sort of go to um, in order to actually sort of help to remedy the situation and uh, and get you going again. OK, so the the first thing that we kind of we need to uh, you know, we need to think about is, you know, what causes uh, a plateau in fat loss. And for anyone who's been living under a rock, what I'm referring to is, is that, for example, you, you've been through a period of time, things have been good. Um, you've been doing what you sort of need to be doing in order to help the fat loss sort of continue to go. And what you find is that the, the fat loss stops, okay? So we're not talking about, is it going back up again? What we're talking about is you going sideways, like a plateau, okay? Um, and the first thing that jumps to everybody's mind is a sort of physiology. So people will say things like, um, you know, my, my, uh, my metabolism has slowed down. Um, you know, it's not working for me anymore. Um, and and these kinds of things. And there is actually some truth to that, because obviously, as you, um, you lose weight, one of the things that happens, and this is called uh, adaptive metabolism, is that your as your body size drops, the amount of energy that you need in order to maintain your body weight also drops with it. Um, how much it drops is actually very dependent upon um, the individual. So, you know, some people are genetically more predisposed to this kind of thing than others. Um, but it also, and sort of it more sort of, it's a much more significant factor, um, is, is how you lose the weight. So if you lose weight very quickly, what tends to happen is your, your met metabolic rate, namely your basal metabolic rate, which is the amount of energy that you require on a daily basis, just to keep your essential functions ticking over. Um, that will drop more quickly, the more aggressively you try to drop weight. Now, there is a, a flaw to this because your body will not let your metabolism slow down indefinitely um, for a very fairly obvious reasons, because if your metabolism slows down too much, then your bodily functions will no longer up, um, sort of actually work. And then, well, you know where that might end up. It doesn't ever get to that point. But um one of the things that you need to be conscious of is that as you start to reduce um, your, your body weight, you will need to subsequently reduce your calories relatively in order to continue to elicit the same level of fat loss. Now, if you're going on a calorie controlled diet where you're measuring and weighing everything, you'll need to factor that those maths in um, and it can become a little inefficient after time because you're constantly having to wait for yourself to have a plateau before you can then pull the calories down um, and that can kind of waste time because if you if you only measure yourself every couple of weeks then you may find that actually you're wasting two weeks every now and again because they're not going down fast enough one of the benefits of what i try to encourage people to do most of the time which is to use sort of portion sizes based on hunger signals and all that kind of stuff is that your hunger will adapt alongside your metabolic rate. So um, as you get uh, sort of, as you get leaner, 
uh, and as your sort of body fat starts to drop, then you will actually, you know, you will actually start to require less food and you will be less hungry. So as long as you sort of stay mindful about your portion sizes and open, then you can you can avoid a lot of these things. Um, but I guess the two takeaway points of that are make sure that you try and do things in a sustainable manner. So don't do these things too quickly. Um, and also then make sure you adjust your portion sizes as you go. So that's kind of ticks those things off. Um, the other thing that tends to happen if people are on, again, a more sort of severe caloric restriction is that they actually move less. So people will be less sort of Gordon Ramsay-ish where all the things going all over the place and they'll be much more kind of um, sort of uh, lazy is probably the wrong word, but you're just like less likely to jitter. You're less likely to sort of tap your knees and clap your hands while you're doing stuff. Um, you'll be more inclined to sit down, less inclined to stand up, more inclined to take the car, less inclined to walk. Your available energy will be lower. And as a result, you will burn fewer calories. So that's another th reason why I always think it's a really good idea for you to track your your steps, um, because you can kind of see when you're starting to um, sort of lower, get lower on energy and, and take fewer steps. So those are the sort of things that tend to change. Now, these, these are what I would call um, kind of normal physiological adaptations that I tend to, you would expect, um, given, you know, any kind of fat loss situation. The less normal changes are um, sort of things which are a little bit sort of in terms of especially with regards to diagnosing well outside my scope uh, but things that can happen are uh, if you over restrict then you can uh, you can become anemic uh, which is basically means that it's to do with oxygen delivery it basically means that your body is is um is struggling to deliver oxygen to your cells. Um, blood sugar issues. So for example, if you're um, very insulin resistant, that can affect your rate of fat loss. Um, if you, you can have adrenal problems, um, which is basically your um, sort of adrenaline producing and other sort of stress hormone producing uh, glands. And then you've got stomach issues. Now, how you can diagnose all these things, as I said, is kind of outside my scope. But the thing I'd like you to watch out for on this is that if you feel like you have very if you're if you know if you're doing all the right things um you feel like what you're doing is not being rewarded appropriately um then and you also find yourself having very low energy then these are the sort of things that can happen and as a result it would be a good idea to get checked out okay um they don't happen very often um it's most likely not to be this but it could be this um so just bear that in mind um and make sure that that's sort of something that's in the back of your mind if if you know if this does become a a perpetual issue okay um people that need to watch out for physiological reasons are, are to when they're plateauing people generally that have lower body fat um although that is definitely not always true um it's if it's a slow grind as it comes down then that tends to be the body responding um and again low energy so what i mean is if you um you know you lose you're losing 500 grams a week and then you're losing 300 grams and you're using 200 grams and you're doing exactly the same thing and it kind of grinds out um then that's likely to be a physiological response okay um the second thing is uh, actually I would say, well, this is the second most common. So physiological reasons are actually the least common reasons as to why people plateau. Um, the second most common reason why people plateau is measurement error, because people have an expectation that they're going to go down linearly, as you can see on the left. Um, but what actually happens in reality is that uh, weight loss happens in a fairly sort of choppy fashion. So if you, you know, look over this side of the of the graph here, this person here is now starting to think, well, why isn't this working? 
Whereas in reality, weight's fluctuating like this all the time. Um, and it's coming down as an average, but just because of where they've actually caught the, the fluctuations on a daily basis, it's made it look like they're going up again. But in reality, they are going down. So that's why I try to encourage if you're ever at a position where that's a risk, um, then taking tape measurements is good. Photos is good. Um, using items of clothing is good. Basically trying to find different ways to measure the same thing so that you get better context uh, and you're less likely to get frustrated about a lack of progress. Okay. So um, always trust the trend, be patient and make sure that you actually are sure that you're having a plateau before you start to really, uh, before you start to really assess things. The last one, and the most common reason why I think people plateau, or at least from my experience, is actually psychological reasons. So most people, they will mentally get either bored or complacent or sort of, or they'll lose focus or something will come up or there'll be a distraction or there'll be an obstacle. All of those things will happen before they get to the point where they've driven their body to the point of plateau. Okay. And it could be a lack of consistency with anything because you've got to remember we've got lots of different pieces that are falling together the same puzzle. So it may be that back back when you were making good progress, you were training four times a week and recently you've only been doing twice. Or it might be that your food habits have changed. You know, obviously a huge number of different ways that could happen. Um, activity could drop like what we've said um, previously. Um, or it could be something as simple as sleep, stress, life events, stuff getting in the way that are kind of are stopping you from being able to actually execute the plan, which you were executing successfully for a while, and you kind of slip away from it. And you've kind of, you kind of forget that actually, that's what's happened. Okay, so to watch out if this is if this is you, the thing that I tend to see here is it tends to be people with a higher body fat, because you're less likely to get the physiological pullback, the more body fat you have. Um, as I said, that's not always true, but that's just a that's just an average. Um, and you're looking at a sudden stop. So when you see people that's coming down, 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 and they go boom, and they just stop. Okay, they're losing 500 grams a week, or whatever, and they go straight to zero. That's much more likely to have been a change in habits um, than it is to be a, a change in physiology. Okay, because your physio your your body doesn't just doesn't change like that. It doesn't move like in an instant. It adjusts gradually. Um, or even worse, if you're going down and it starts coming back up again, then to me, that's fairly obvious that you've had, you've done something differently as opposed to your body has suddenly just over the course of three or four days decided that actually I'm going to be in what the people call, I don't know, they call it starvation mode or whatever. Um, and it's, it's much less likely to be um, sort of physiologically and much more likely to be between your ears. Okay. So Hopefully that makes sense in terms of identifying it. Nine times out of 10, if you're struggling to make progress, it's going to be what's going on in your head and it's going to be going on what's happening the 23 hours a day you're outside of the gym rather than sort of anything you're doing in the gym or any kind of, um, you know, position of, you know, struggle that you found yourself in regarding your um, your sort of your physiology and your, your body, okay? So um, just bear that in mind. Um, and then what we're going to do, assuming that's the case, we're going to come up with a plan, okay? Because if it's any, if it's the first reason, if it's physiological, then the plan is you talk to me and we come up with a plan to either get you to see someone who can help or I'll sort it out with regards to doing it, okay? But if it's something that's on your own, um, if it's something to deal with on your own, then it's a psychological thing, then here's what we need to do. And the first thing is we need to start thinking about um, 
sort of actually developing some clarity around the situation. Now, um, you've you've all probably been through this before. You all understand what we're going to do. But it's really important that you actually clarify your motivation. Uh, you have a good idea of what will happen if you stay the same. You worked out what the costs are of that, what you have to gain, how you'll feel, how it affects other people, what you'll look like, all that kind of other stuff, okay? We've all been at least over this once before, so we don't need to do it again, but just make sure that you have that fresh in your mind, okay? The second thing, and this is something that is something that I'd like you to spend a little bit more time on, okay, because this is actually probably where you're going to get the most value, is actually to start to do a little review and sort of choose your focus about what's the big thing that you're missing, okay? Now, what people tend to do here is they tend to say, oh, I'm eating too many carbohydrates with dinner, or um, I've, you know, my my training split has changed and it's not working for me anymore, or something kind of more higher level than um, what is possibly the truth. What I suggest that you do is go into the training lab, okay, and go to level one, or even the launch section, which is the thing you do when you first start, and just review all of the information that I give you at the beginning, because the, I bet you the thing that you're missing is something basic. It's going to be something like making. It's going to be something like portion sizes. It's going to be something like food quality. It's going to be something like alcohol. It's going to be something like sleep. It's going to be planning. It's going to be something like that. Is going to be the thing that's holding you back, because actually, as I keep repeating till I'm blue in the face, those are the things that continue to help you to make progress. And all the bits on top of it are kind of just tweaking, accelerating progress that's already happening, okay? So make sure that you go into the lab, find out what it is that you think that you're, um, that you're struggling with, and then aim to fix that in the same way that we sort of work on all habits, okay? If you're struggling and you don't know what it is, then that's my time to shine. Okay, so you can let me know, you know, you give me some background in terms of your training, what you've been doing differently and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, I should be being kept in the loop anyway. But the um, we can then we can sort of go through it together, we'll work out and, you know, this is where sort of I can really help you out. So if you're in, in any sort of uncertainty whatsoever, then please, please, please make sure you reach out, uh, ask me, and um, we'll we'll make sure we get you back on track. Because once we've found what it is that we think is the the right thing for you. What we're going to do then is we're going to start to implement some structure because as I'm sure you're aware, random changes don't tend to last. What we're looking to do is we're trying to build habits. We're trying to build routines. We're trying to build rules in your life in a proper environment so that you can make the right decisions more easily, more frequently. And you're going to end up getting from where you are now to where you want to be as quickly as possible. So we need to find some structure. And the, what we're going to do with that is you're going to either pick a food diary, which means you're just going to record everything that you eat and you're going to send it to me retrospectively. You're going to do either a planner, which I recommend that everyone does all the time, which is to actually plan out your week, plan out your food, plan out your training, make a plan, commit it to memory. Um, you don't need to follow it like a slave, but it does need to be something that you're doing regularly. And then lastly, you can also do a daily journal, whether that be something you do at the beginning of the day, something you do at the end of the day, but just something to give you some structure so that you can say, right, so did I do this today? Yes, no. What am I going to be doing? Okay. And that's going to make an enormous difference in terms of you actually being able to successfully implement it. Okay. We can all improve on this all the time. We can always be 
more intelligent about the way we go about things. And it's, you know, there's so many things in life pulling you left, pulling you right, pulling you up, pulling you down, that there's always a way to prepare yourself better. You can always learn from stuff that you've done in the past and you can then make better decisions in the future. Okay. So um, let's always try and make sure that we've got some kind of structure in place or else things are going to be very tricky. And then the last thing, not the last thing, the second last thing uh, that we're going to be doing is actually to then sort of lubricate the situation and make changes easy. So let's say, for example, you've decided to get better sleep, okay? And the four laws of behavior change, which you find in the launch section, which you would have looked through at the beginning, um, and I want you to always make sure these are top of mind, are to make it obvious, which means that you need to make sure that you're, um, you're being sort of triggered. So that might be something as simple as an alarm on your phone saying, go to bed, Jeff, it's too late. Why are you still awake? Um, and actually just get you out of that funk if you're sort of you're busy doing something you don't realize what the time is something simple than that make it rewarding so for example you may decide that you want to actually make the act of getting into bed rewarding it may be um, sort of reading your favorite book before you go to bed um, or it could be something to do with your you know wind down routine that you enjoy doing it could be having making a cup of tea whatever um, make it easy so make sure that you don't have tons of stuff left to do at the end of the day. Make it easy for you to relax and go to bed. And then lastly, you want to make it satisfying. Getting enough sleep in itself is fairly satisfying. So I don't think you really need to worry about that um, on its own. Okay, But those are the things that you need to do. So for example, um, making it satisfying might be something simple like, like tracking your workouts. You track your workouts. The little app gives you a high five. It says, you know, you've done 50 workouts or whatever. I know it sounds corny, but, you know, that kind of thing helps because people like it. It's, it's in everything nowadays. So um, that's that's what I want you to do. Make it as easy as possible. Actually be intelligent about making the change. And then the last thing is that you need to actually start to um, think about your people, right? Now, I am your people. I am also part of your sort of your circle of influence. Um, get friends and family on board. Social support is critical um, and is not something to be overlooked. So make sure that if you're... If, for example, you know, you've spent too much time socializing and you want to try and pull back or whatever, make sure your friends and your family are aware of what you're doing and they want, you know, they, they appreciate what you're doing. OK, if they're not supportive, that's a different that's a different chat for a different day. Um, but try to get as many sort of supportive people involved as often in your life as you can. And obviously you've got me, which really helps um, video coaching. So if it's a training thing, I would implore you to make sure that you're sending me coaching. If you're not seeing me in person, then make sure that you're sending me videos of what you're doing. It really helps me to um, make sure your training staying on point. And also it gives you some extra accountability, which is going to help it sort of feel that little bit more, much more satisfying. Checking in, making sure your body starts there, using trainer eyes, um, using all the sort of the functions that we've got in there to help to keep things going. Um, I thought I found a pretty good picture of what a plateau might look like. Um, and basically just make sure that you're, um, you're using all of that stuff because actually that's also part of the satisfying thing as well. Keeping track of everything and actually using those will help you to feel like you're on a bit of a streak and on a bit of a roll, and that's really good, okay? And then obviously in the corner, if you're stuck and you need help and you need to get, and I need to get you moving again, then please give me a chat and we'll do a call. Um, uh, that's always available and basically... I don't want you to be sitting on your hands feeling annoyed with yourself. Um, you know, use me. I'm here for you and I'm ready to go, okay? So in summary with that, basically what we're saying is, is that if you are in a plateau, if you're struggling, if you're in a bit of a rut, um, you need to ask for help. 
and then basically use the resources that we have available um, to make sure that yourself you're getting back on. There's really no reason at any point unless you're decided that actually you do want to stay still and you want to maintain for a while, which is absolutely fine. Um, you know, if you've got to a place where you're happy and you just want to work on maintenance, that's great. But outside of that, if you're not where you want to be and you're not making the progress that you want, then make sure that you ask for help. Make sure you reach out. Uh, make sure you use the resources that we have available um, and then we'll get you going, okay? Because there's no way to help if we don't know what's going on, okay? Um, and that's the lot. So thank you um, for everyone who's come and had a watch. And uh, also, if you're listening along, then well done. Good good on you. Um, I can see the downloads are racking up, which is nice to see. So, um, and yeah, I'll speak to you all very soon, okay? Have a good one and um, bye-bye.